0: To converge coffee with Sean Sullivan, I am here with Brandon Green. He is an award-winning entrepreneur, thought leader, and investor. He was, or is growing, a real estate—you know—brokerage firm Keller Williams, you know, Capital Properties in Washington D.C. But now he's going to talk about his new venture, or bridging ventures, as you would say, as he would say, in the Chapter Two Ventures, a modern-day education and investment platform helping entrepreneurs develop and lead better lives. Brandon, thanks for being on the show. How are you today?
1: Great, Sean. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: If the uh, if the listeners could only see your shirt, it's very like it's it's very <laughs> bright, and I like it. Yeah, um, my summer I, summer shirt, Sean. It's my summer shirt. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I just wear the summer tee, uh, the workout tee, because <laughs> <it's, laughs> sometimes it can get hot out there. Um, yeah. You know, Brandon, I really liked you know. Um, your, your, your new venture, because you, you made an announcement on LinkedIn, you've been working with, um, you know, people like Brian Wish and a few other people that I, we've run, you know, cross paths with. And I really loved the kind of the countdown, because I was actually looking forward to what was going to go on. And I could, and then I looked at the website, and I'm like, this is very interesting, the way that you kind of presented it to me, in the sense of you kind of bridged everything together, right. instead of, you know, stopping something and then starting something. And, you know, here's the first question right off the bat is, you know, why did why did you bridge all your experiences into chapter two ventures?
1: Yes. Well, so there's uh, thank you for asking that question, because there's a lot to it. And I have been giving it a lot of thought over the last several years and and am now just really starting to articulate that in a way that other people can understand. So just kind of backing up a little bit. I spent. Really, all of my career building my real estate practice, mostly real estate sales and then real estate brokerage. We launched Keller Williams Capital Properties in 2006, and it grew to be a substantial organization with more than a thousand people and is doing very well today. And in that process, I saw a lot of people go and change and transition and move to new things, of course, right? You're building a large organization, people are going to come and go a lot. And I often reflected as a leader of that organization, some of the missed opportunities that I saw when people would transition, when they would just essentially kind of cut and run or or maybe burn the bridge, maybe not, but certainly at least start new ventures or new opportunities and not necessarily do much of anything with their previous opportunity. And I always had this like in the back of my mind thought that, gosh, as I grow, I hope I'm able to build upon what I've done in the past. And bridge things from chapter to chapter in my life in a thoughtful way that both honors what I've been doing, but also brings those resources and networks along with me into the next thing. So, so I've been kind of observing that for a number of years. And when it it finally got to the point where I was ready personally to say, "Hey, what's my next chapter look like?" I've been in the real estate business for twenty some odd years, and you know, I'm I'm in my mid-40s and I'm ready for the next thing. What do I do that that connects my real estate world and enterprises and investments into something new? And what is that something new? So, you know, this idea of bridging has been me in some ways challenging myself and challenging some of the traditional thought patterns people have around change and saying, you know what? you can actually have your cake and eat it too. (laughs) You can keep all the good stuff and all the the things that you've built in your previous opportunity and create something new and create a bridge between those two things. So that's what I'm executing now. And I'll tell you, Sean, it's kind of been hard. It it has actually been hard because uh, for two reasons. One is people don't uh, reference the world that way. So it's been a little, it's taken a lot more explanation because most people are like, Oh, then you, you're leaving Keller Williams and you're start I'm like no no, no I actually not and they're like what really that's weird <laughs> and 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 the messaging has been hard so I I'm, I'm excited about it though cuz I think this might be a new way for people to think about particularly entrepreneurs growth and transition in their in their business world I I really enjoyed
0: that that your different perspective on that, because I've seen a lot of companies who say hey we want to start a company name without your name your individual name in it just because you know it, i mean i've interviewed people in the past where they want to build as a certain sustainable model in the sense of like if they left that business it could still sustain and help other people like 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 Keller but the other thing too is is that you're you're building something upon your your personal network and i feel like you know personal brands out there don't do that enough in yes. the sense that you do the individual connections but they don't have any actionable results or actionable steps in order to how to
1: build a better network or better connection with yes. the individual person. Yes, yes. So let's talk about that. So the sort of the part two of it was once I, deci- once I decided that I needed and wanted to create another chapter, the question immediately began, well, what is it going to be? What is it going to look like? What are you going to do? And I struggled with that for a while and spent you know a whole year actually on the road in what I called my listening tour, <laughs> which was What's going on out here? What is, what does the world need? What are my unique gifts and what are the intersection points with those things? And in that I said, Well, for better or for worse, I actually like to do and am interested in a large variety of things. And I thought, well, how then do I literally create a business out of all the things I'm personally passionate about and put them together into a business concept that makes any sense? Uh, I remember I had a conversation with a great mentor along that process who said, well, you know, in many ways what you're doing in this next chapter is you're creating a a personally branded holding company. I was like, ah, right. So I believe in the purpose or in the, in the principle of focus and you need to get traction in certain areas. You cannot do everything at once. Well, certainly at the same time, I also believe that you can put forward into the world a brand that is multidimensional in how it's thinking and operating with multiple verticals, potentially. Think of it almost like a large playground, like a Disney, where there's a lot of things people can participate in and play around with over time. And so I thought, okay, great. I'm going to put all that together and make something big enough from a vision standpoint that it can sustain me and a lot of the people I'm excited about bringing into the team for the next 10 years. Now, the flip side of that, Sean, in full transparency, is it creates a very challenging marketing message, right? It's a lot easier to simply go into the the marketplace and say, okay, in my next chapter, I'm going to sell widgets, and they look like this, and they cost that. And, And we've been actually working to develop a more sophisticated, sometimes esoteric, message around possibilities and creation and then back it up with some clear verticals in the business that are actually doing and investing in things. And I don't know, you have to tell me if I'm getting that right or not, but we're in the early stages. We just rolled it out to the to the public and we're getting some great feedback on on where we're clear and where we're not and where we're inspiring people versus where we're actually confusing them.
0: I think you're onto something. Um, when I actually first looked at your website and just the different things you're, you're building out, you know, with, you know, alchemy, the foundation and building out helping young entrepreneurs and the nonprofit and that, you know, you're, you're intentionally building things in the sense of, you know, they they might come back to you as yeah. um, helping you with your business or you coming back to them. I had a recent conversation with um, a CMO where he is fantastic at what he does and he's actually built leaders to the point where he was like, I might be working for them in a couple of years, Right and the other thing too is is with your messaging you're you're relaying on and I, I love it in the sense of it's multi it's multi-purposes because we do not fulfill one purpose in life we have multiple purposes in life yeah. our soul our whatever creation whatever you want to call that but the other thing too is is that i have some mindset coaches when they are talking about their messaging or some are hone in on certain messaging and the thing is it's um it's very much of like what is the emotion that you want to tie to it, because everybody goes to marketing straight to a rational, right? And they can they can articulate the rational, but the emotional is so hard to do if you haven't exercised that part of your muscle yet, in the sense of understanding it. And I think, but you're onto something in the sense of everybody if they go to the Brandon Green website, I think they will they will start to see the potential and the emotions, because when I saw some of the the visuals, the navigation. I got it. But the thing is, is you have to get them there. And so, yes, yes. I think you my do. next question is, is, you know, what has your been, ex- you know, what has your experience been of combining ventures into one, instead of, you know, stopping and ending, like what has been kind of the process Yeah, your
1: experience from if other people are kind of are deliberating on this too, or they're yeah. on the fence about it. Right. Right. Well, the first part of the process for me has been, I needed to give myself permission to do that. And 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 not uh, not go with I would say maybe the easy route, which was to uh l- launch a semi one-dimensional enterprise which might represent an aspect of who I am and what I'm about, but not the whole thing. And I felt like this this time around I wanted to launch something that was more holistically and fully represented of my interests and desires and passions over the next 10 years. So I had to give myself permission to do that because, you know, remember the first 15, 20 years of my career has been one thing <laughs> and that has been building my real estate practice and building my real estate business. That's it, pretty much. I mean, I had, you know, some personal hobbies, but from a business standpoint, hardly did anything else. So I really had to do a complete shift and say, okay, how do I build, give myself permission to build something that's more multidimensional. The second thing is I've had to give myself permission to have more time and patience. This, What you see today now in a recent launch has actually been three years in the making. right? One year, which was me on my listening tour. The next year was me working with a lot of coaches, consultants, and, and, and um, folks, uh, mentors, trying to say, what's the business concept out of all of this? And then the last year has been, okay, now that we know what we're going to do, we need to create the the marketing assets. We need to create the website. We need to create what's the product we're gonna sell. Because we need to sell something, right? What's the free stuff? So so the whole thing's been a three-year process, which is three times as long as I thought it would need to be. <laughs> so giving myself the the time and patience and runway to make this transition. I'm you know, I remember when I was working with a coach after having decided that I wanted to launch a new venture, he said, Well, this is going to take you a long time. And I was like, well, how long? Cause time or patience is not one of my strength zones. I'm actually not a patient guy at all. So I was like, what, six months, 12 months. And he, and this is a very wise gentleman. He's like, <laughs> you know, head back laughing in a boisterous manner. He's like, no, try two to three years. And I was like, no way. I'm going to be able to make this pivot into a multi-dimensional the blah, blah, blah in, in six to 12 months. He's like, okay. So now, now he's in the the uh, the the position of being able to say, "I told you so." <laughs> so, Sean, it was it was giving myself the time and the space and the permission and the patience to go through what was actually a very personal process, and then a very tactical, strategic business process to combine all those things into a venture.
0: Don't you just love those mentors who who do that? They're the. Um, uh... They kind of like ease you into it in the sense of like yes. hey, you're not going to do that, but it's interesting to me when they they from their experiences they don't allow what you know society status is like oh I can get this done in 12 to 18 months like everybody like thinks like that, and I mean I've been on some revenue you know architecture you know classes and courses and that kind of stuff it's interesting because they even said that too when you go to go to market and you're trying to scale you're going at a high, but you need to look at the low of where you're going to go at because then you can figure out where that true fit is. It's going to take a little bit longer because if everything has culminated to that point. Yes. And yeah. Yes. that was the thing is that, you know, it probably would have, t- it probably would take you like 12 to 18 months for the tactics, but it took you a little bit longer in order to get everything else right around like Am I really Correct. passionate about this? And so That's right.
1: the why, right? It takes a lot yes. longer to come up with the why. As a matter of fact, the primary purpose that I told the team about for the website was I want people to feel a certain way when they come to the website and oh, and by the way, eventually take some action versus a traditional sales site. You might say, you know, what's the call to action? Do we have the right funnels and conversion sequences? And of course, we're working on all that, too. but predominantly. I wanted people to feel a certain way, which is why when you go to the website, you don't have a pop up that's like you know offering you something to buy, um, mm-hmm. because that wasn't the path we wanted to take on that. And so, um, yeah, it's been really interesting from a both a personal brand, personal journey, and strategic marketing and positioning standpoint to figure out how to create all this and and and, and launch something new into the world. Definitely.
0: So my question is, I mean, I have my own feedback
1: on, because everybody
0: has different, you know, customer experiences when they land on through the site, brand equity and everything, you know, how has, you know, how has this culmination of this new venture with chapter two ventures, you know, what has, you know, how has this impacted customer experience?
1: Yes. And yep. what
0: has been the, what has been the messaging to keep brand loyalty?
1: Yeah. So I I love that question. We've been really deep into that. Uh, with this launch, from two perspectives, one has been the analytics. So we can just see like, where are people going and staying and perusing versus bouncing. And then second is we've been doing a lot of reach outs to people who bounced or didn't convert or didn't stay long, but we got enough information on them to ask them, what was your experience like, right? And I would say that we are, we're hearing two experiences. One is an inspired Um, I love what you're up to. It makes me feel like I want to be part of the community. And and I love that thumbs up. And then I'm also getting some like, I'm still not sure what you're actually doing has been also part of the customer experience. So our work right now is to um, make that group that doesn't know what we're doing a bit smaller (laughs) and grow the group that's uh, excited about how we're positioning entrepreneurship and the change that we believe is needed in entrepreneurship at large and then have them start to participate in all the variety of the things that we're starting to offer. So, so I would give our I would give myself right now a B minus on customer experience with this launch. That we've done a good job, I think, with the known network who already knows me. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, this kind of makes sense, right? But for the network who doesn't know me, we can see now we need some additional explainers. We need to we're going to tweak some of the video messaging to make it clear that this is for you or this is not for you. And the analytics have helped us a lot in determining, you know, what is that customer experience? I'll say one other thing and then toss it back to you. This was very different than the last time I launched a company, which was a number of years ago, when we didn't have the analytical data. We, or, or wasn't nearly as transparent. So we relied a lot on anecdotal data, which was helpful, but not as comprehensive as what we now have access to. So that's actually been a big gift. I believe we're going to be able to make the tweaks to the customer experience faster and more accurate because of uh, the data that we're able to see about what's actually happening when people go on there. I mean, data, data doesn't lie, but it also
0: is like, what you, how do you attract people in order to get that data? I think is the biggest thing. So, you know, this part of the, you know, episode is no more questions, no more grilling questions here, but, um, (laughs) it's about share your story. You know, if you want to give, you know, an example of, you know, the customer feedback loops, you know, of what people have said, you know, with the inspired and how you've kind of built that process out or um, people that still don't know what you do, how you're tackling those things. Because I think that's what a lot of people are trying to figure out even in their own companies or personal brands. You know, how do you convince people to um, convert, you know, convert them over into a customer or build a better relationship? You know, what are some of the things that you're, you know, starting to, you know, even play around with in the sense of, or ideate on in the sense of what you, what are you working on?
1: Yeah, I, I have been thinking a lot about, and we're executing two different verticals. One is a branding vertical, long-term play with no conversion uh, expectation. And it is tied a lot to my personal story of, you know, uh, born in Wyoming, grew up in Iowa, decided early on that, college was probably not for me and, and, you know, coming out of the closet and dealing with being gay in a conservative Mormon household and becoming an entrepreneur and like a lot, the conversion quote unquote from that story is really much more of about a branding exercise. And so we've been thinking about how do we get that story out there? What are the mediums? What are the aspects of the story that we're telling that's been hard actually because it requires a lot of transparency personally, which isn't always comfortable and it, you know putting yourself out there in a lot of vulnerable ways but that also has a stickiness to it in the brand because people are like just really want to be your cheerleader and 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 continue to work to watch you grow so there's like that whole side which is very much connected to my personal story the other side has been your more traditional marketing and conversion cycles and and Making sure that the scripts are right, and 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 sh- and ensuring that the offer that's being made is an offer that is the right offer. Uh, you know, we've already made an adjustment. Like we made an offer uh, around a free um, assessment, and what we found was that was not the right offer. There was an offer before that that needed to explain the assessment, <laughs> right? So, but we could see that because of the analytics, and we're like, oh, okay, interesting. Now, all of this has to come together with the brand, but they're really two very different functions, right? The long-term brand, no sale opportunity, no conversion, no nothing, but then you need to have something that somebody can actually grab onto and participate. So we're working on both of those right now. And and, and informing all of it, though, is really what I believe about the world and entrepreneurism. My goal here in this next venture is to infuse Chapter 2 Ventures with what I believe is how business should be done and entrepreneurism will be like in the future and get those individual verticals large enough that they can go ahead and stand on their own and and then eventually live without me. But for now, I'm comfortable knowing that a lot of this has to be about who I am and how I show up in the world and then develop companies and teams around those core values so that they can live on their own.
0: I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoy how you've, even with your branding on your about page, spoke volumes to me in the sense of how you, how that was structured out. It was it was the stages of your life, but at the end of it, you showed how many, all the people that you were connected to that are fostering the community. And so this goes into the, that, you know, comment or that, you know, objective comment that I have made is it kind of leads back into, you know, the about you part of this episode as you know, why do what you do? Why, you know, when you wake up in the morning before you go to bed, what is like the, the, the primary purpose or purposes that you think of when you're like, this is why I did chapter two ventures. This is all the culmination of events of my purposes that led up to today. You know, what has inspired that?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I've thought about that a lot. And I have two answers to that. One is, kind of an automatic answer. And that is, it's it's how I'm wired. I, I don't actually feel like I have a lot of choice in it. I I am um, built in such a way that I'm, I really need to be in motion and building things and doing exciting things for no other reason than that's kind of my uh, modus operandi, if you will, like, that's just who I am. Uh, it There's not even an altruistic sense to that. It's just it's like almost like you know a physical sense of, of of my motor it just is constantly going so there's that aspect of it but then there's also a more i I'd call it a spiritual sense which is i'm keenly aware that for whatever reason i and you know philosophers will exp, will expand on that more than i will i know that i am in a position with certain talents and abilities and resources to uh, do things that other people can't or are not in a position to do to have a level of impact, to build a level of finance, to to contribute in a certain way. And because I'm in a position to do it, I feel an obligation to do so. And and I'm sometimes not sure to whom that obligation is. Is it to myself and my own personal journey? Or is it to the greater good? Is it to my fellow um, man and woman, is it like, I'm not 100% sure. And maybe someday, I, I will have the maturity spiritually to have a more succinct answer about that. But I feel that pull. So it's like almost a push-pull. There's the pull of this greater good saying, because you can, you must. But then there's this push that says, and that's how you're wired, and you really don't have any choice in it. <laughs> right? And it's those two dynamics that come together. Uh, and And I would say I'm motivated mostly, by doing good work and having a good time and being free to create things. And that just makes me happy on a day-to-day basis. So I guess that's the third thing, Sean, is I just like to be happy. I mean, everybody does, I guess. And, and therefore, I I orient my activities, the people I interact with, the things I choose to build uh, with that compass saying, I want to be happy. I do a lot better when I'm happy. Everybody around me. Therefore, I want to make the selections, many of which are about the endeavors I'm involved in, that keep me happy because that keeps everything on the road.
0: So, how do you fill your cup up? You know, in the sense of what do you do for a hobby in health in order to give more? Right, right. Because we can't, we can't, like, if we tap out our cup and we can't, then we're not able to
1: give anymore. So, how do you fill that
0: up? How do you recharge? Is I'm I'm sure, I'm
1: sure. I have, I have uh, a couple big ways of recharging. One is I think a lot about the weekly energetic routine and am I sustaining myself almost like a maintenance level so as not to get severely depleted. And that includes the gym workouts three to four days a week. That includes meditation. That includes seven solid hours of sleep at night. It includes lots of water. So, so it's like, what's the maintenance routine? I it, in, Previously in my life, I have had too many peaks and valleys around energy. And I found that you know uh, going on a two-week break because you're exhausted isn't actually great because you're exhausted for the first week. And then you're finally there the second week, and then you come back. So it's like, how do I have a more consistent experience with my energy um, overall? So there's that. Though I also do get a lot of energy from uh, our travel. So we go on two to three beautiful, amazing international trips a year. We just got back from 10 days in Iceland. And that for me and my husband is really recharging for our relationship. It's recharging for us individually. And then I do one to two of those things by myself a year too, where I often go to Sedona. It's kind of my special little place. I do a lot of hiking and I'm just with myself, my thoughts, my thoughts, uh, and, and 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 not socially interacting. I'm actually mostly an extrovert, but I've got introverted characteristics where I do need, and 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 strategically build into my schedule the downtime, which is where then I get replenished.
0: Brandon, I really I really love that because you have developed um, some core things that are, develop a very healthy mindset. And I think that's very um, reflective upon what you're doing with Chapter 2 Ventures. Like a lot of the yep. things that people would, you know, not take advantage of, but you're seeing the resources and the stuff that you're trying to give out to the world and and become happier and becoming more, you know, connected with life as well as, you know, you're, you're building, you know, structures of consistency. I think that um, I was just talking to this the, about the other day, to, you know, to one of my coaches is that, in order to build momentum, you have to build consistency. Yes. And so I really, I really appreciate your, your, your chapter two ventures, what you're doing with that, how to make a holding, a a branded holding company. I think that is very interesting, but it's, Uh it's very enlightening of, you know, you know, other people that might have been thinking about that, but they've only created one facet of themselves rather than a whole facet of themselves. And, you know, thinking about sharing about yourself of, you know, what, what makes you want to do the work that you do as well as like what allows you to, to recharge with, you know, traveling with your husband, you know, being consistent, you know, with, you know, workout, sleep, meditation, like that is truly vital because it's no, it's not a hustle culture. It is very much. So we are not robots. We, we, we do have, you know, you know, synchronicities in the sense of how we sleep and how much sleep and sleep cycles and that kind of stuff. But there's also that, we're going to break down if we don't, you know, mm-hmm. oil, oil ourselves or, or take care of the machinery oh, who we are. Yes. So, yes. yes, yes. Brandon, you know, thank you so much for talking about this. And I, and I know that the converged coffee drinkers out there will very much enjoy, um, com chapter two ventures. Um, you know, it will be in, all in the show notes and the transcriptions and everything, and also your guest profile, but just want to let everybody know, you know, if there's any way to connect with you, all of that information will be there when, you know, when it's you know, sent out to um, the community. So thank
1: you so much, Brandon. Sean, thank you for having me. I love the conversation and appreciate the time today.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. And I'm grateful that you're on the show today too. And to all the Converge Coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap.